on episode 127 of the Play Economics Podcast, we are talking the worst Sony state of play in the last decade. Are live service games truly the king of the gaming world? Pal World is gearing up for a lawsuit with Nintendo. And finally, what is the most influential video game of all time? Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of the Playconomics Podcast, breaking down the business behind the world of video games and giving you, yes, you, financial context for industry trends. I'm your host, Bobby Kowecki, and I am joined today. <clears throat> oh, oh, my God, my mic, my mic wants to get off my desk because Bye. it knows the proximity that it is to your part of the screen. Yep. Um, I am joined today by my friend, loosely. Matt Muscari. Now, the re- hold on. No. Why? Why? Why is it loosely right now? I'll let you dig your own grave here. Okay. Now, Matt would like to open big, big, big news this week. We had the Sony State of Play, the first State of Play of 2024, and the first State of Play in a very long time since May was the last State of Play. And, um, Got a lot of what I was expecting in terms of they devoted a lot of time to Rise of the Ronin. They devoted a lot of time to Helldivers, to Foam Stars. And then l- allow me to preface it like this. Was this a good showcase? Yes. The games on display were very hey, Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish before you act like a child. Without putting anybody's name at the top of the header, was this a good collection of game trailers stitched next to each other that were interesting, new, and enticing? Yes. No. If you, no, hold, no, on, no, no, no. hold on, hold if on, this, hold on, hold if on. If this hold on, showcase hold on, hold on. has no good games, this dumb, this is dumb it? Guy. Is it a good showcase? That's the pref. You're gonna preface it with. Listen, there was not a single solitary first party game for 2024. Was this a good showcase? So what I was going to say before Matt decided to have a tantrum was, was this a good, were the games shown fun? Yes. Was this a good Sony showcase? No. See, if Matt had let me finish my sentence, he would have. That's not, that is not that. what you said in the first half of the thing. Okay. Was this a good showcase? Yes. Came out of your mouth. Correct. I think that Judas looks very cool. I think that the Death Stranding trailer was fun. In terms of Boomsters, Sony. Sonic. You forgot to mention that let's, Sonic is now your your mascot. Sonic's the Sony mascot, baby. God is dead. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, I think there was a lot to get people hyped. I think there was very little of substance. I think that there was little brand identity for Sony here, right? Because they don't they the but it was a good showcase. The least amount of copium I can give is that it was a bad showcase. I thought the games were cool. It was underwhelming. I don't think it was like I didn't walk away from the showcase being like, "Man, there were seventeen anime, uh, you know, visual novel books. Can't wait to not play those." Like it was definitely stuff that I saw. I was like, "Oh, yes." Was there first party stuff? No. And for that, I'm like, "What? What are you guys? What are you doing?" Right? Because they're basically what they what what they tried to do. They're 
their uh, subversive messaging, which doesn't work because he appeared on the stupid Xbox stage, was like, hey, you know Kojima? You know Kojima. You know how all of his biggest games were on PlayStation? But it's Kojima, guys. Look Except at Except the him. one that's literally coming to Xbox. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, that Wild. was their tenuous thing. And honestly, can, give your take, then I think we should go game by game. Because I think, okay, punditry aside, yeah. um, there were a couple diamonds in there. So, diamonds is a... There were a couple things to look forward to diamonds i disagree and maybe it's just because i cannot like i've seen gameplay for death stranding it is not a game that would ever interest me this that is definitely like a snooty smell your own farts kind of if you remember the smell your own farts episode of south park with george clooney yeah yeah that that is what death stranding is so death stranding 2 completely lost on me but the big takeaways that i have for this is that one Sony has literally nothing for 2024. And the reason why is what I really want to dig into on this episode so we can get into it after because I have a theory on why there's literally nothing for 2024. And I think I agree with you, genuinely. Yes, yep. Um, The second thing is the Kojima relationship with Sony is clearly never going to be like official like it'll never be a purchase but i think he likes sony better than xbox oh, 100%. Like, I, like i think xbox gave him a ton of money to do their program but it he really seems to be and i feel like he meshes well with the games that come out of sony and playstation i mean he always like, has right like metal gear solid has never come to anything yes. else other than playstation yes um which is weird that Snake is in... Smash. Well, that yeah, was the, the big thing yeah. when he dropped. Yeah, it, and he doesn't belong there, but that's a conversation for the, a whole nother day. The biggest thing that I think that I saw in this state of play was the rumor of the new Metal Gear Solid. That was the biggest, like, again, Death Stranding. Again, it's not death, a... Death it, he basically said, like, hey, guys... Um, you all want metal. I want to make Metal Gear Solid. Konami didn't make let me make Metal Gear Solid. And if you'll allow me for two seconds, I don't want to. Okay. The the two most interesting things during the state of play were by people who were like, I made a thing that was so uniquely good to my voice and creative property. The yes. company I then worked for wanted me to change that thing. So I said. I'm just going to go on my own and make that thing. The two best things at the showcase, Judas, which is like Ken Levine saying, we had Under the Sea, we had in the Sky Bioshock, and now we're going to space. Here is here is a Bioshock game in every single thing other than having the name on the plaque. Yep. Right? Yep. And God damn it, I'm in. 100%. But mind, really body, cool. and soul. Right, you want you want to give me a artistic take on a political theology, and a a whole new perspective on Randyism, like you did with Bioshock, or nationalism, like you did with Bioshock Infinite, and then somehow make it all about a multiverse together. Uh, the fact that the title of this game has religious connotations to it. Ken Levine, take as much time as you want. I know this yep. is going to be great. Kojima was like, hey, um, 
Konami didn't let me do what I wanted to do. So I left and I did an Arctic thing. And I like that. And I feel like I've sown my oats there. And now I'm just going to make a, he said, it's a new action espionage IP. So he basically said, I'm just going to, I'm going to make Metal Gear, guys. It won't be Metal Gear, but I'm going to, I'm going to make Metal Gear. Third most interesting thing was, I think, the Death Stranding trailer. I think watching it, it didn't feel like it was nine minutes long. But then it when did. you go to watch it again on YouTube, I'm like, nine minutes? All right, it was a let's lot. Fi- let's relax. Can we all agree that they give him everyone, not just Sony, they give him so much stage time? But his shit is... The- his, his games are good, but like... I and this is where again I disagree with some of the takes that Sony has on video games where there does need to be a le- like a level of gameplay over cinema cinematography. I would and, I would argue that Metal Gear Solid is all uh, gameplay. Agreed. Agreed. Kojima is like on a wire with that balance, but his announcements are too much. Like, the, a nine-minute trailer of a video game is insane. But hold on. Here's the thing. So this game looks... You walk! Insane. There was nothing to show! This game looks... In, and not, like, insanely good, just, like, from the mind of a madman. Like, the clinical definition of insane. They literally birthed a child. That was the- a cat with wings. And then there's a puppet that talks... And then the best meme, so there's this meme of, it's like from a video documentary, like a YouTube documentary, from one of the developers at Konami talking about Kojima. And it's like this Japanese dude, and he's sitting at his cubicle, and the, the subtitle's like, at first I thought Kojima was joking. Then I realized he wasn't. <laughs> and the title above is, okay, so we're going to make a puppet character and animate him at eight frames a second, like where he's like this, like this. And, I, and then I was like, what the? And but like, they, it was so self referential. They're like, here is your companion on the thing. And he goes to put it on his belt, like God of War. And he's like, really? On your belt? And then um, I was like, eh, okay, funny, cool, more of the same. You have guns in this game. I mean, it, the whole trailer just oozed style. Like, the, I forget the actress's name, but she was the most recent James Bond girl, the blonde lady. Yeah. 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 She got the hands, the things that are hands. And there's that last shot where she goes to light a cigarette and the hand snaps its finger. I was like, fuck, that was so fucking good. Like, it was just so good. I was like, "Mm, I'm so surprised you did not bring up your favorite part of the whole trailer. The villain. We're we're getting to the villain. Because Troy Baker, who... He was again. We're getting a lot of Troy Baker for a while. He was everything. The same way we got a lot of Nolan North for a while, where he was Nathan Drake and he was in Assassin's Creed, and he was a, Troy Baker. Like learned to take a step back and was like, "Let me, let me pick and choose my projects." And then Kojima was like, "You want to just play the Joker?" And Troy Baker was like, "Um, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, man." And when he comes out of that coffin, man, and his whole like it was so good like forget the the guitar that shoots lightning which now that i'm about to say it out it's an electric guitar yep yep hilarious fucking awesome 
So fucking cool. Um, that scene where he that whole dialogue is like prime villain shit. Like you know, like beginning of Inglorious Bastards level good. Yes. Um, where I was like, I am all in on this. My other positive takeaway, um. Silent Hill 2 was always the poor man's Resident Evil 4, even though it came out before Resident Evil 4, so it was the poor man's Resident Evil 2, if we want to start splitting hairs. Um, looks cool, right? I don't know why they, like, I know why they remade 2 before they remade 1, because 2 is the only Silent Hill worth talking about. Um, and then they put out the free... Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Dud, but exactly, and they're like, "Hey, you want? Here's the Silent Hill project you want, and here's this other thing." Okay, bye. We, yeah, we couldn't give you the thing you wanted right now because we're in an absolute dumpster fire. But like, here's this rushed product that's gonna be very mid at best. Um, I'm bullish on Hell Divers. I think Hell Divers looks like the the Starship Troopers game I always wanted, but I don't. It's not a goatee. It's not a four, uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. It's not a game of the year 2024. You know what I mean? Um, C minus overall. I think that's fair. I'll, yeah, I'll take I'll take a C minus. I'll give it a D just because Death Stranding did nothing for me, and without Death Stranding, which was literally 25 percent of that showcase, it's instantly a D. The big takeaways that i saw were a zero 2024 games which we'll touch on in a second we'll get to well it. hold on hold on i need you to clarify your point because you sound ridiculous they were what? shown 2024 games no first party 2024 games for this yes there was no first party sony big but there was no good games coming out in 2024 like yeah you're getting hell divers fantastic oh That's and it. your your second coming of christ rise of the ronin man lest we and, forget so that was another one of the highlights. Again, not first party, so it doesn't count towards the first party games for Sony. Rise of the Ronin looks fantastic. It looks like a more approachable Sekiro. And the reason I say more approachable isn't because I think it's going to be... It will be significantly easier because it is not a Soulsborne game. But I, from gameplay, it looks like it plays similar. It's got the parry system. It's... It looks very, very good combat-wise, but it has the open-worldness of Elden Ring, which is why I am even more excited about this game, is because it's... And you're shaking your head at the only significant thing that Sony has this year. I, I, like, I, I, think, I think you are... Just because you don't appreciate it, I think Final Fantasy uh, Reunion is going to be in the top three best-selling games this year. You're you're uh, so underserving yes. how monumental that's going to be. Yes, I understand. I, I understand the importance of Final Fantasy. It's getting its own state of play, which was a tease and a joke by the like end note of that um, of the state of play was. But we're not done yet. We have another state of play, and Final Fantasy is going to be included in it. No, no, no. no. Final Fantasy is going to be the only thing in that. And you're giving everyone false hope yeah, that there's going to be no, more stuff. No, they said we're doing a dedicated state of play to Final Fantasy. That was their exact thing. R run the she tape did back. not say dedicated. Run, she did not run the say tape, dedicated. Run the tape back. She didn't say it. Run she, it live. You're, you're, I, I, I have you dead to rights here, and I know you it, which incorrect. is why I'm so confident. Run it back. But Run it back. 
it doesn't matter. We, I'm oh, not about to pull up a video right oh, now. It, oh, oh, God forbid, because if it was she my Im- video, she you, implied, you, would, you would make me deliver you a hard That there was going to be day. more things coming. She, she implied there was going to be... Yeah, she did. Regardless, I'll find it, and mm-hmm. if you were correct, I will put it into this edit. If not, if she doesn't say the words, it is a dedicated final... Yeah, yeah, go find it. I'll give the rest of my take. Uh, Rise of the Ronin is going to be fantastic. And the only other silver lining of this state of play was that the PSVR 2 is finally getting something to play. That, that's nice that they remembered that they have a whole other console. Like they, they just have one. They have the PlayStation VR 2. It was a big thing that they put out in 2023. And we saw the one game with uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. And now we have a nice Skyrim-esque game. And honestly, it was not that memorable. I don't remember what the other IP that they put on it was. I think it was a horror game. Maybe. I don't remember. But I'm glad that they at least put something like the Skyrim VR game that they put out does look cool. I'll, I'm cool with it. I'm a big fan. Her but. exact words were, State of Play yep. will return February 6th with an mm-hmm. extensive look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Meaning She's the giving whole state of you, play. No, 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 no. That is that is what's going to happen. But extensive is not dedicated to. You're being because disingenuous. It, no, 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 no. You are being disingenuous. Let him know in the comments, because, people. Because saying dedicated means that it's exclusively this. You know that people are going to. We'll see on Twitter. When when is the state of play? February or, 6th. Really? That soon? Mm-hmm. I will deep dive Twitter. Because dedicated. I, it's not. It's not. It's focused around. It's focused around. I'm going to see what Twitter thinks. And follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. I'm going to see what Twitter thinks. And for the next three days, I'm going to repost every, like, six hours the conversation that's happening around what is going to be at the state of play. And are there going to be anything else but Final Fantasy here? And I guarantee you people are going to think there is. And let us know in the comments below. Well, before the episode, chat, so, you know. I'm, hey, that's all I'm saying. But the biggest thing that I took out of this state of play are two major points from Sony and where their heads at right now. One, the Bungie pur- purchase was a catastrophe because what they had slated for 2024 was Bungie's marathon and and factions from the last of us both of those and things i'm sure got much can- more that we don't know about to be clear but uh I, but those two things would have been enough the introduction of two first party live service games is enough for the year especially from a big name like the last of us and a huge developer like bungie can i piggyback on this for a second because i yeah, think yeah. the the problem runs deeper because you have people leaving Bungie now. The director of Destiny just announced that he's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sony made a wrong move in a scared market. Not an excuse, but context. They saw uh, the ABK acquisition. They're like, we got to buy something big. Who is available? And they bought a lemon. Because I'm sorry, you're... Bungie doesn't own Halo. Microsoft owns Halo. If if yes. they were buying Bungie because of the IP, because of Halo, great. What you're yep. buying Destiny, a game that people are fair weather fans of, Marathon that everybody just pretends like they remember and wanted back this whole time. No, you bought them for the talent. 
which is now hemorrhaging. Yep. Um, and they're scrapping products, uh, which means the talent's not performing. This it, they this was the worst deal ever. I said that when they bought them. First of all, they never should have bought. If they were going to buy anyone, sure shit shouldn't have been Bungie. It should have been Square Enix from Software Capcom. or Capcom. Easily. Slot right in. Um, I'm at the point where we, we can argue semantics over state of plays a while, but like, you can't make ex- like, how do I put this? This isn't the Sony that it was in 2017 where they were winning, where they just, their big names were Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Bend, uh, Insomniac, Insomniac, Sucker Punch, Polyphony. Those were their like 10 pull ones, right? Like that's yep. gives you Gran Turismo, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, Uncharted, God of War, and Gorilla. That was the one I was missing, right? Um, you have a lot of studios now that you bought. And we're getting a Until Dawn remake. Takes a long time to make a game. But no, no, it's a reskin of a PS4 game until dawn. No, no, no. I'm saying like for the major studios, um, it's they're all working on things. It's just they expected something to be in the 2023, 2024 slot, and they didn't have it. So to me, what what are we doing here, people? And I, we didn't see a lot of 2025 dates either. We just saw coming like in the future. And I really think they were planning on live service games coming out Q1, Q2 for Sony and then an expansion or a DLC six months later and that keeping them going until like late 2025. Like, I don't think you're going to see anything until Q end end of Q2 to Q4 from a first party game from Sony. And I think I think it's crazy. But I also think it's going to line up. Well, console sales, yes. It, but consumer confidence come next generation. And I think what we're really going to see and what they're banking on and what they need to sell well so that consumer confidence stays high is they need big budget games to come out with the Pro. And they're ho- I think they're holding literally everything until the Pro comes out because they know that all they have, they won the first half of the generation they're but, losing yeah, this guess, two but the, year but the pro makes no material difference because it's not it's like it's a different skew of games ps4 pro just ran ps4 games better it didn't no, no, only no. run ps4 pro games y- yes i can compl- like i understand that but the point i'm trying to make is they won console sales in the beginning of the generation because everyone wanted a ps5 because they game on sony they're in the sony ecosystem if they don't have a they're coming out with a pro soon this if year they, i would imagine that by november yes. we'll have the pro no shot no shot they're not gonna it's gonna be 2025 and it's gonna be when these games start releasing no shot because if it's gonna why it, would you buy why would you buy a playstation pro right now there's no reason there's nothing coming out right now they had games at the beginning of the cycle okay so like they the have people, a, so for the people who are holding out at this no point, one no one is holding out to buy a pro it's you like the people that buy pros don't it's not their first console in the ecosystem they buy the real they buy the first generation of that console 
they need good console sales to show that when the PS6 drops, it's worth purchasing because they're going to have a lineup. And without that, if they if the PS5 Pro flops, which it they won't. are in, they are in a full tailspin. That would be a catastrophic fumbled the bag if the Pro does not do as well as it was supposed to. If you could sell the PS5 during a pandemic, during shortages, and still wipe the floor with Xbox, and Xbox doesn't have a pro system coming out anymore, and you can't leverage this and being like, we're the premier place to play video games, buy this PlayStation Pro, and also, here are the games you can play on it. it. If the PS5 Pro is bad, and it doesn't sell well, I think their shares are going to tank. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I think Sony's a winner either way. Uh, they will win this generation. I think they're going to win don't, every generation. I don't I know about it. I mean, gen. yeah, that I, that's fantastic. Like, get, good for you. I think Xbox is going to win every generation moving forward. I don't know what my camera's overexposing right now to overexpose your lies. I think I'm just saying, like anyone could say, "Oh yeah, for the rest of gaming history, Sony's going to be be the leader." Statistically impossible that they're going to own the video game market for the rest of eternity. That's just a like that's a that is a silly statement. Fair enough. Where are we leaving this? What what is the the key takeaway here? that Bungie has put Sony in an absolute tailspin and the PS5 Pro is a huge focus for Sony moving forward and that is when you will start seeing their video games guaranteed. But you won't be seeing live service games on Sony. Because they're bad and stupid. I'm glad you said that. Our next topic is, are live service games good for video games? Because currently in a poll done by GameIndustries.biz, 95% 95% of studios polled and 50 or 537 studios were polled have some type of live service game in the works with 66% of them saying it is the only way for long-term title success is to have the game be a live service game. Extremely controversial take on live service games. And I want to get your opinion because it doesn't really flesh out what they mean by live service games in this article yeah your your first your first data point doesn't answer the question what are they good for gaming just because 90 percent of you know 537 people have one in the works doesn't mean that's the case that means they're chasing the cash bag it's 537 studios and good for gaming could mean two different things and the question was purposefully ambiguous i mean realistically the the best part of that is that it'll filter out the stupid people because just like we saw with battle royale how many oh battle royale but we have two we have a coke and a pepsi we have a fortnite we have an apex and we sometimes have a call of duty but nobody really puts it fortnite and we have an apex and and before that we had a PUBG that we don't anymore but we don't anymore it is it is way less popular now so uh, for those four, I'll even give you the four. Do you know how many mm-hmm. people tried one of these things and failed? At a metric time. Okay. Do you know that currently uh, Kill the Justice League Stupid McStupid game is doing terrible because it is a live service game? 
is that why it's doing terrible? Well, you're trying to fit a square peg through a round hole. You took a studio that made narratively focused superhero games in an open world and said, do that, but make it so that the story doesn't end and you kind of have to keep coming back and play forever. And the only value point is character skins. Sounds like every live service game ever. Well, no, no, no. Because Destiny, arguably the first live service game, was a shooter company that made shooters and said, how can we have people playing our shooter more times? Um, Rocksteady makes third-person action games, not live service games. They're, it's a different animal. It's a different breed. Yeah, so I think it's great for the industry and in that it'll filter out the studios who don't have any creativity or ambition on their own. You know who's not making a live service game? Um, let, let me put it to you like this. Here, I mean, Naughty Dog literally tried. Well, they not that they tried. I think they were asked to. I don't think that... I don't think if... There's a reason that they're no longer making it. It's because somebody at the studio probably stood up and said, what the f- What do we do here? Because it's not this. It's not this. Or it was bad. Okay, well, again, was it a bad multiplayer game? Probably not. Could it have been tacked on to the game of the year thing? Probably. I mean, Factions was a hell of a lot of fun. It's a great multiplayer experience, despite what you think, because it has no dice. Last of Us Combat's fantastic. Um, but what I want to, like, I don't understand why there's this, I, I understand the financial reality of why there's no hesitancy, but like, if I'm Naughty Dog, I'm coming out there and being like, you love what we make. Here's like the, the multiplayer aspect, but like, you got five months with it and then we're done supporting it. And then we're going to just keep making what you like to make. You don't need to check in to get a new color backpack in Last of Us Factions every week. You know what I mean? Agreed. I I wish one of these studios had the balls to do that. To just say that live services. And I don't know, because I think there are some games that lend themselves well to the live service format. And I think it's fine. Like it, Elder Scrolls Online, any type of MMO is essentially just a, like any of the free-to-play ones. Like World of Warcraft's not a live service but game. It kind of sort of is, like... It, yeah, but like you pay a subscription, so it's you're it's a subscription based game. Live service, in my opinion, is free to play, and then you buy expansions or you buy it once, and then you continuously buy DLC, and they're gonna continuously crank out DLC. It's kind of like a hybrid MMO narrative game. Some of them do it well. I think ESO is a great a great product of a live service game. Destiny was a good product of a live service game. Final Fantasy XIV, now that it's free-to-play and more like ESO, good live service game, not necessarily an MMO anymore. What they didn't clarify in this game is what, in this article, is what do they mean by live service? Because would you consider a mobile game a live service game? No, I consider a game that you have to consistently check in with for dailies and weekly content, I think it's a game that charges you because of seasonal-based updates, whether that's a battle pass, a story expansion, episodic. I think that's a live service. Any game that is alive, any game with no set endpoint. So, and 
my issue was that you were describing literally every mobile game I've ever played. So I think all mobile games are live service games, but not all like it's a square and a rectangle thing where like mobile games are just a subsection of a live service game. Like it's a type of live service game. That's like every game is a role playing game. No, 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 no. Because like the model for mobile games is to get you to come in every day and spend money. They provide small seasonal updates. They provide daily content updates in the form of skins, microtransactions, and they also do like either battle pass esque or like keep you coming back every day to see what's new. Like, oh, here's a new level of this game. Like the difference between like Bejeweled and I'm trying to uh, Warcraft Rumble. Warcraft Rumble is a live service game. They have seasons, they have cosmetics, they have daily check-in that you need to come in. Take a job. Do your time. Yeah, it's it literally dailies. So mo- that's the clarity that I wanted from this article. Because if they're talking about games like like Arclight Rumble from Warcraft, yeah, you can try to get out on a weekly to bi-weekly um, cadence. But in this article, they were trying to get the developers themselves were saying we want new content bi-weekly. That is impossible for a good live service game. If you told me in Elder Scrolls Online that they had a new raid dungeon quest content every two weeks, I would say they are fetch quests Mm -hmm. and it's just a reskin of an old dungeon. That's the only way that you could feasibly do that or it took 30 years to develop and you're just giving it to us to us in chunks and you just want to time gate your content in some way. So I think live service right now, and to put a little bit of a pin in this live service games right now, I think are King money wise. Mm -hmm. So they're King for the industry and the industry, meaning the profit lines of a video game developer. But they're morally and creatively bankrupt like Activision. Yes, yes. For the most part. I I would say things like Elder Scrolls Online are completely fine. Like Like Activision, I I said, and you said yes. Oh, I didn't say it. I didn't hear you. You I thought you just... can't go back on it now. Whatever. Activision doesn't... What live service game does Activision have? Um, World of Warcraft, Diablo. That's Blizzard. They're the same company. They're They're not. You said at, you called Activision out. Facts don't care about your feelings, Bobby. What we're getting to in the I'm last set you on party, fire during your bachelor party. I'm telling absolutely, you right absolutely encouraging. Absolutely encouraging. Potent, let us know in the comments below. Do you want a podcast of me and all of my groomsmen from our hotel in New Orleans for my bachelor party? Let us know in the comments below. If you text me about it specifically, CPA you're i'm making sure that everyone but you can see this video. i cannot even tell you the words that were just about to come out of my good don't the last topic that we have today <laughs> is that based on an article from GameIndustries.biz, pal world is gearing up for a lawsuit with nintendo and it means two things one this game is selling absolute numbers, which it is. I think they were at 15 or so million users the last time I checked middle of this week. And I think Xbox gave them a lot of money. 
I think Xbox gave them a lot of money. Or it's just because the sales are going so well and they see it continuing to trend up that they're projecting the money to fight Nintendo. But god damn. In this article, Nick Allen, head of Interactive Entertainment, basically explained what IP is and said that there's copyright, which is directly copying someone's work, trademarks, copying their brand, and design rights. Copying the appearance or... Think of it more as like a, for Pokemon, you copy the eight gyms formula, the Pokeball Pokeball formula, and like the type charts. You copy all of that. That's their design rights. He said all of that and then said, every country has their own rules and regulations. And since we're on Steam, we're in hundreds of company or hundreds of countries. And to do this and to address this everywhere is increasingly nuanced and very time-consuming. And but what also, I heard, here's a Lucario. Yes. And what I heard is that Nintendo might be able to go after this. It's going to be very expensive for them to do so, and they're going to have to do it one by one based on their IP, based on that country's IP laws. And I don't know how worth it it is for Pokemon. Let me tell what you something. Th- Let me tell you something. You don't talk international products. <laughs> you know, so the, like, the, uh, I, I wish that there was, like, if this was a comic book, it would just be a picture of, like, Nintendo HQ during, like, a lightning storm and just, like, it says, like, anime laugh. <laughs> you want to talk about international brands reaching across country lines to do commerce based on the most recognizable property on the face of God's green earth. Let me tell you something. And the highest grossing. Nintendo is going to bring the wrath of God down on Pal World. I think it's wild that Pal World is basically challenging. I th- I th- Big dick energy. I, th- I love it. I think they are going to make such an example of Pal World. <laughs> Where it will also be the Simpsons meme where the kid's like, he's already dead. <laughs> no, I I think it's legitimately people are going to end up in prison for tweeting the word Pow World. And you have like, I think it's going to be a crime to say Pow World have when Nintendo's people on done. Twitter, like, standing for this. Like, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Shut Come up, on. Jacob. Come on. Jacob. It's the it's, same fucking that's game. That's an and you know it, Jacob. It's the same. You silly I, we, boy. We need to like me and you need to watch it, and I'm gonna send you the video, and I'm gonna try to link it in this just to give the people credit. There is a dude that tier listed the like legality of each of the Pokemon or each of the pals that are in Pal World and how close they are to the actual Nintendo IP, and just puts them in a tier list, and it's the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. I love that. Uh yeah, but- Pal World is. Good for them on sales. Power World is going to be wiped off of the face of the planet litigiously. How long? How long do you think it takes? I, I before think before we're not time. allowed to say Power World. But the time Easter rolls around, like that's what I think about. It's <laughs> like two months from now. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna hear about Power World no more. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you just see Pikachu with a cigarette. Who do you think? <laughs> Anyway, the, the the hubris of these people in their subpar game uh, baffles me. You know what else baffles I, me, Matt? 
you know it's coming. Well, I, you know I was gonna make a transition. Wait, wait. I, I have I have one more question for you. Nope. We know that legal action is pending. What are the chances that Nintendo's response to this is to make an absolute banger of a Pokemon game? No, I, I it, think you know what Nintendo's gonna do right now. They're gonna sue them into the ground and make the worst Pokemon game ever and be like, Yeah, you'd like that. Fucking don't you? Just to prove a point that they can. And people like you, what are you gonna do? Oh my blueberry bushes on the I, indigo disc. I didn't I didn't buy it. I still have yet to buy the DLC. I don't believe uh, you. On Sonny's life, I have not that's bought a dog. that's a, that's I, that might as well be my child. I have an actual child. That's 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 an animal. It has feelings Listen, and it dreams. It does, that's about it. Things that vote. It does matter. have feelings. Okay, children don't vote. Did I? Did I? Was I flippant and stupid with the thing I was willing to bet? So there is no shot. More children. That, there's no shot that they make a good game. That that's I think they, the they actively make a worse game just to keep people in line. Like oh, oh yeah. Matt, I um this one. I noticed you played Power World. Um, hmm. This game is legitimately using an N64 engine. <laughs> That's what they're giving us next time. This one was developed for the Nintendo 64. Here's Pokemon Stadium with worse graphics. Ah, would be awesome. You're right. That's too good for us. This is Pokemon Ranger, but Nintendo 64 <laughs> graphics. <laughs> they're going to be like, you wanted a Gen 5 remake? Remake? You wanted a Legends more Arceus for Gen mystery dungeon. Here's more mystery dungeon. Here's mystery dungeon and Ranger. Guess what? We're not releasing a game for a year. It's already, or for three years. It's already done. You're just waiting for it now. Deal with it or don't, that's on you. And if you don't pay for it now, you don't get it. But we're releasing it in five years. Nice. Matt, what was the most important Last game time. of all time? The most important... We're switching to the Discord question of the week. And Brought to you by Gatorade. I don't know if we could legally say that. Brought, Brought to, you to you by the Philip Morris Cigarette Company. Cigarette. Breathe in the light, Philip Morris Cigarettes. Remember, kids, you look cooler when you smoke. Philip Morris Cigarettes. It's the only tagline you'll ever need. So we asked our Discord followers, and if you're not already subscribed to our Discord, join it. You need to be in there. Join in in the tomfoolery that is the Playconomics Discord. The shenanigans. Shenanigans. That was a hard word for me to roll off the tongue, so I didn't say it. I'm glad you did. We asked, what is the most influential game of all time and why? And then we got Thick Grape coming in saying, Red and Blue, the OG Pokemon series, saying it made video games mainstream. It got you talking nope. about them in the pl the schoolyard. It it was where video games became a culture. Okay, maybe fair. maybe the CPA says Pong because he's a troglodyte. That's why. Is that get, offensive? Get it, can we just ban him? Just just we, ban. Him. We might we might ban him. Yes, Pong was important. CPA. Give me a. You're gonna hate, give you're me gonna something hate my I answer, could use. I, I have a dead to right answer for this. Give me something 
substantial. Thick Meats comes in with a banger of a thought. Halo, because it introduced multiplayer. Except I'm the sorry, original that's, Halo. That's idiocy on the highest levels. Have you never played Doom? <laughs> you know, the most actually influential shooter of all. Get him out of the chat, too. Thick Meats. Delete the podcast. And, all, and, and also, Halo did not have Xbox Live. The original Halo didn't Get have this Xbox guy. Live. I want it was Halo 2. I want him out of here. It was, it was Halo 2. He's poisoning Halo 2. the Discord. <laughs> influential because of its relationship with xbox live and i think it did shape the future of video games from there but not significant enough the actuary said quake 3 because of the algorithm better or some nerd shit that makes me regret allowing him to be in the discord you know who i don't regret being in the discord you use the link below and get in the discord that's called action number two you gotta give us a follow for that don't disappoint Bobby, me. What are your thoughts? The most in- I'll get the, to mine. the most influential game of all time um, is actually a, a, a relatively recent one. And the most influential. If, if you say The Last of Us, I'm. Nope. Nope. And for many of the reasons that you said, that it became schoolyard talk and it broke into the mainstream in a way. Um, what am I going to say? You don't have no idea what I'm going to say. I know exactly. What am I going to say? say. What am I going to say? Go ahead. Apex Legends. No, I'm just kidding. It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. You're gonna say it's Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about creating entirely – you want to talk about running your business in a way that fundamentally shapes the way that every other company in your space runs their business? Come on. Listen, I can't argue – with Fortnite. Like, I think that is a legitimate take, and I think you're going to hate what I say. Mortal Kombat. And the reason I say Mortal Kombat... what? Listen, I'm not... I'm saying it's arguable. I get your argument for Fortnite. I also get Pong, even though I hate that answer because it's boring. Mortal Kombat defined video games for a long time it created the rating system wild it was the ultimate assert your dominance in an arcade in a generation where most of the people listening to this podcast don't remember so you mean street fighter 2 is the real answer that you're going with because street fighter mortal kombat copied street fighter 2 yes but mortal kombat is more important than street fighter 2 i said what i said mortal kombat Was there a Street Fighter movie? Yes. Was it good? Uh, They were both bad. The original Mortal Kombat and the original Street Fighter. The original Street Fighter movie has like the greatest uh, quote of all time. What was the quote? Oh, my God. It's where Raul Julia, who you might remember, played uh, Gomez in our Adam's Family live action adaptations. Yes, the only correct one. Correct. Um, And he plays the bad guy. And he is in his lair, and this girl, I want to say it's Chun-Li, she's like, you don't remember, you came to my village, and you did this, and I've been hunting you down ever since. And he looks at her and goes, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember that. And That's called Hold on, hold on, it gets better, it gets better, <laughs> it gets better. Because then she's like, you did this, and you did that, and he looks at her and goes, for you... The day I came to village, your village was the most important day of your life. 
for me, it was Tuesday. All right, listen. Call so I changed my answer. I, I changed my answer to Street Fighter Two because it gave us one of the most important quotes in cinematic history from the movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Street Fighter Two inspired the movie that yeah, was based on I Street guess. Fighter. Sure. Which then gave us that quote. So I can't not you've only never was seen this clip. This is like a. So, you know what? Keep, vamp. So Tell not, me your. your not s- only is Street Fighter Two the most influential video game of all time. It is also the most influential movie of all time, and I had no idea. So, yeah, if you tell me. no. <laughs> Originally, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, I think, was a complete. It's also a very recognizable game, similar to not to the level of Pokemon, but similar to the way that you can say Mortal Kombat to somebody and okay. they'll know. Okay, just hold on. Oh, you share in your screen. My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Cold. Cold. Absolutely. Ice cold. But let us know in the comments below, what do you think is the most influential video game of all time? If you enjoyed the show, if you made it this far, don't forget to like this video, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so that you never miss a single Economics episode. And while you're at it, Join the Discord so that you can participate in the Playconomics bullshit shenanigans and answer the Discord question of the week. And but remember as cigarettes, and also buy Philip Morris cigarettes. But remember as always, happy gaming.